Broadcasting from New York, New York. It's Grant's Rants, Hollywood Talk. Erica Jane lacks remorse while desperately seeking sympathy. A new OC housewife is already filing for divorce. Kathy Griffin has been through it. We question Meghan McCain's legacy after leaving The View. Sheila Carter returns to The Bold and the Beautiful. And vile Jamie Spears is grasping at straws for another 5150. That and more with Tim Murdoch right here. Let the ranting begin. I am thrilled to be joined by my L.A. friend, Tim Murdoch from Happy Horror Time Podcast with his podcast partner, Matt Emmert. Welcome back to Grant's Rants. Woo! I, I want to get off first by saying um, I'm really not watching really any TV this summer. I'm just kind of enjoying life. I haven't watched a frame of the Olympics. Do you watch that? I have not. The last time I watched the Olympics was 2004. Oh, t- even that's too recent. Even that's plenty. Like, you're still good. <laughs> like, nobody <laughs> cares. Like, I, I mean, I at least I don't. I, I just don't have any interest, and it's not my genre, and it's not my thing. And honestly, I think it's all too soon. Like, they're doing this with empty stands. It's a mess. I didn't plan to talk about the Olympics, but I have to just rant because I always do when it's Olympic season. I, I can't express how little interest I have in the Olympics. Absolutely. I, I, it's, it's so not on my radar. Like, I mean, I did catch a little bit of women's volleyball and I will say it's the girls were outstanding, but I did go fastly to uh, Bravo. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you are our kind of people uh, for sure. Cause yeah, I mean the Olympics, I just, and the IOC, the Olympic, the international Olympic committee, like I just, I'm not about it. Um, But that's not saying I'm all for Beverly Hills housewives either. I'm watching this. Just so I can really talk about it, I have strong opinions more than ever about this show. Uh, so oh, let, good. Let's talk a little bit about this this thing. Lisa Rinna, she outed the fakery of the show this week on Instagram, talking about a verbal altercation that Erica had with a producer. Now, did I miss something? I know I fast forward a lot through Beverly Hills, but I finished the last scene with her hyperventilating in the closet, the bathroom, a bedroom. I don't know. But where was this altercation? Where was the screaming? My guess is it was either right after that or before that. I mean, maybe we'll see it next week in what's when they always because whenever I check my DVR, it says like the unseen footage episode. So maybe we'll be in that. At least I hope. But they should put it in just one good episode. Don't make us watch the unseen stuff. My DVR is cluttered. Yeah, because I heard that she was like she was yelling at Garcelle, but she Garcelle wasn't even in the scene. They were taking footage. She was yelling at a producer. That's what I heard slash read. So like I I'm not sitting through this episode again to, for unseen footage. I, I I won't do that for any show. So someone's gonna have to let me know because I just yeah can't I will let you know because once in a blue moon I check out both. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this might be one, honestly, to look at, if that's the case, just to see what they're talking about. Um, in my opinion, this whole Erica thing, I mean, I, I am not an advocate for Erica. I think she's, is, you know, I just think she's a total hustler. Um, but they're calling this this whole situation with her talking about Tom calling her, quote, a private conversation that was picked up by production on the mics. Now, these women are all 
astute and have been on reality TV for more than a minute, they know how this works. There's no such thing as a private conversation. I don't buy it. Yeah, everyone's mic'd. The cameras are rolling. I'm all for putting on a producer. I always love to see the producer. And, you know, Beverly Hills, is, I think, is the one that they always pretty much do, especially with Denise Richards. I loved all of that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're not, it, it, you know, we're trained at this point. We know how this stuff is made. So, like, just just show the clip. I mean, you don't even need to show the producer's face. I think they just should show Erica for exactly who she is because I'm tired of this this tour of sympathy that she's on, but yet she talks out of two sides of her mouth. Like I'll get into all of it, but like not, not intrigued, not a fan. Um, again, that private conversation on what the hell they were talking about. Like you can't get away with that. Um, the, of course they're blaming unfair editing. Of course. Yeah. I love, I hate when they go to unfair editing and I actually was very sympathetic for Garcelle when, um, Erica snapped at her. That's, I just felt like mm. I have no sympathy for Erica Jane either. I, I used to like her back in 2016 when she was saying, how many F's do I give and blah, blah, blah. Same. I was like, Oh, she's a, yeah, she's cute. Yeah. I mean, I was okay. I, I saw her. I admit I saw her, I think once or twice perform. Like, yeah, I mean, that was like, she was new to the scene. She, I still didn't think she was like the warmest person, but like my, how my opinions have changed on her just from her own, really her actions. I mean, so much I want to say. So let's, I'm just going to sound off. Uh, Erica proves to me that she, uh, and I have this written down, but she just proves me that she's continuously awful. Um, I feel like she is, uh, really feeling the pressure of trying to keep this narrative together. And I think she's cracking under the pressure of it. I think she's kind of going crazy. This is nothing new. Uh, you know, we've now seen all this stuff play out in the press, but we have to think in context, this is like the end of last year before that New York times article. And I believe almost every single word of that article, by the way. So me too. Yeah. So, I mean, this is before all that. I think she's really cracking under pressure. Uh, she's controlling. I think she's lying. I think she's trying so hard to be sympathetic. I think she's incredibly disingenuous. And not only that, she's showing zero remorse. And I mean, I, I've I've bitched about her before on this podcast, but like these episodes, I mean, I'm just I'm not falling for it. And a lot of people are defending her and they're questioning everything. I, I'm just not here for it. I agree with you 110%. I, I, again, each of it's really, really hard to be sympathetic. I know that like a 20 year marriage is coming to an end, but I mean, what, according to her, there was there a marriage. I mean, like with him snapping at her, I love that they go to the same three clips where he's like, I'm talking oh, Erica. Yeah, the same one. Yeah. <laughs> over and over. <laughs> They're like, we have to make him look like a bad guy. I'm sure he was a bad guy behind the scenes, but it's, it's really hard. And, and she just moved to Larchmont with a pool. I, 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 I know. My sympathy level's like very low. Very low. I mean, like she's living in a house that I'll probably in my lifetime never be able to afford. Even though she's paying rent, I still could not afford that rent. Just saying. Oh my gosh. Larchmont is beautiful. Her house is beautiful. Uh, yeah, she downsized. Uh, not a bad thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. Really, I don't feel too bad. I mean, that's the whole thing. Is like the lack of remorse for me is really gross, and uh, that's indefensible. I mean, bottom line is there was money transferred into her LLC, and now we're seeing that she basically said in this episode recently that her career is over. So okay, then what's all that money doing in that account? Like, what are you doing with it? But the bottom line is, she on the show has shown off. She bought a new Range Rover, the house that we just talked about. Now she's in this casita on vacation. I looked this up because I said, now 
this is ridiculous. She's there. She's hosting an event. She's showing it off like it's her own house. So proud of it. Now, it's a casita. It, the way it was viewed, online anyway, the way it was posted was it said $871 a per night with a $35 resort fee. Now, some caveats. It's a Hilton property, so maybe Kathy was able to get like a friends and family deal. Okay, so what was it now? What, 700 a night maybe? Then production could have paid for some, if not all. Maybe she had some Hilton points laying around, although she claims she had no cards or anything, so she doesn't have any points. The bottom line is it's a bad look. It's a bad look to be staying in the biggest villa on the property, okay? Right. And it's just her. I think she said her dog was there, but who cares? I've actually been lucky. I've stayed there Ooh. and the bachelorette filmed there for, during the pandemic season. Oh, so you really have some inside knowledge of this location. Yeah. It, it's absolutely beautiful. But I mean, if it's just her, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I would have said like, no, I mean, she said, this is what I mean about talking about two sides of her mouth. In the episode, she says, like, you know, there's, I can't say as much as people would want me to say. It's best to be quiet when you're, you know, going through a major divorce and a legal battle like this. But yet she's talking about it because she's on the show. She's going to the reunion, which she has to do because it's her contract. But the least she could do is show a little contrition and say, you know what? Maybe I don't need the biggest, best room on the property. Maybe I can just get a nice king suite. You know, maybe I can just get something to show that I'm a little bit humble. You know, that's that to me is her like jerking people around and it's just seeing how much she can get away with. I don't like it. Right. And and now that she well, I don't because I don't know the timeline. Does she know about the, the plane crash victims and the burn victims? Like, at, does she know about this at this point or are we still along? Like, or is that another like six episodes to go? I don't know to what extent, but this article like really blew everything out of the water. So we'll see, but there's a lot of poor Erica, poor Erica. And I will say, I get to give credit to the editors where they at least have Sutton questioning some of these things. Like, yeah, I can't wait for Sutton to do that. Yeah. It's worth having like an alternative viewpoint in there. I mean, this that's well, the internet is very divided on this. So not everyone feels sympathy for this woman. Yeah. You're not going to get any here. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. I don't care. No. Now, if we're ready, let's turn over to another mess in the making over on the Real Housewives of Orange County. A new unnamed housewife, Noella uh, Bergener, I believe her last name is. She's um, already filing for divorce. She just started filming a week. She's not even announced already in the OC tradition filing for divorce. What do you think? I l- I'm here for this because... Um, well, first off, I, I heard it was just $6 million. And it's always weird because we just went from Erica, who had $20 million. So uh, Orange County just seems like, you know, the situation's not as, it's very interesting still. But, you know, her husband's not 20 years older. You know, right. he's, you know, she's gorgeous. I, I, you know, I Googled what she looked like and she's gorgeous. Him, not so much. But, you know, that seems to be the way of these shows. Yeah. Oh, she's following right <laughs> in line. Yeah. You mentioned six million dollars. That's allegedly what he's accused of owing in back taxes. So, yeah, um, she's likely distancing herself as fast as possible. I know she according to the article anyway, it said that she's looking for primary custody of the kids and they have a two year old son. They just were married and june of 2020 i mean that marriage was what 10 minutes long i mean and, and i love that they use the word blindsided well yeah. she might have been but i i mean i think when someone has that much money you have to question everything yes 
Yes, and this guy is a personal injury attorney, so like even question even that. Like, I mean, you know, I don't know. His name is on everything. He's like came up overnight. It seems like with having his name like sponsoring big events like the NBA and things like that, or at least a Thursday night game. I don't know. Um, it looks like it looks all good from the outside, but on the inside, typical OC. You know, this one she's already fitting right in. Yeah, I wonder if it's going to upstage um, Heather Dubrow's return. Oh, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, she Heather won't like that. I think this is going to be I the mean, Heather season. So I am all I. I do enjoy watching. I think Heather reminds me of like Bethany Frankel. They like they just they're so no nonsense, and I really like that because they call out the other women. And I think that's why Heather and Bethany just really give it yeah and heather is the real deal money and she will bring some class to the show i don't know how much story interest she'll bring but she will bring that very real direct factor that we need so i hope and we so. can see her house yeah <laughs> oh can, can we finally yeah i mean it was are they finally going to allow that the the complex or whatever that she lives in the community i hope so now there's uh, me no, too i'm so looking forward to it yeah it's we need that payoff it's been a decade <laughs> <laughs> literally uh noella here uh the new housewife there's no word on whether she's full-time or a friend or if she'll even make it in i'm sure now that she's going through this divorce like many house husbands before her he will probably make it difficult to show the kids on camera and all this so i mean what we don't need is a gina 2.0 story what we that's not what i'm looking for we've already told that story i've been waiting for it to end i mean let's just hope that it's not the same young mom single mom like adjusting to you know being quote unquote broke by living at a two million dollar house you know right <laughs> boo hoo <laughs> let's transition to kathy griffin who i didn't know how you would feel about this topic but you said uh, in the the pre-chat that you were interested and you're a big Kathy fan. So I was like, all right, we got to put this in. Yes. I, I love Kathy Griffin so much. I've seen her live like a good five times. And in one of her, um, specials called allegedly, she says a joke and it cuts to me laughing. So I will always have a big (laughs) love for Kathy Griffin. And plus as, as someone who has done stand up, you can see it, um, Tim Murdoch on YouTube. Um, I, I, I don't, it's really, really interesting to me that like, she got so crucified for holding a, a fake head and, and I know that it's in bad taste and it's tacky, but she's a comedian. Like she's not, you know, running for Congress. Uh, so it will always be fascinating to me that she got so much bad press for, yes, it's tacky, but it, who cares? It's Kathy Griffin. She's a sitcom star from suddenly Susan. I mean, we have seen since that photo. So, so much poor behavior from people with a lot more power influence and uh, political appeal get away with so much more in my point of view. I mean, for the time, like I was totally turned off by that photo, but time, like I've said on the podcast, I've said like on different shows, like over time, like, okay, you know, put it in the rear view mirror. Like it, 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 it is what it is. And like, like what are we going to do? Crucify this woman. She still exists on the planet. So, I mean, yeah. I, it's like, you know, for me, I'm, I'm past it myself, but this woman has really been through it if it wasn't the united states government turning on her she's now been recently diagnosed with lung cancer now she claims she never smoked i know she never drank so i'm wondering is it the secondhand smoke from the comedy clubs 
Oh, it could be a number of things. I mean, like, it's really interesting to me when people that have no smoking get anything like that. It's, but you know, I found the really interesting thing is that she said, I fear drug addiction more than cancer. Yeah, because it came out that she was, she's been addicted to prescription pills. I I, yeah. I I don't think I have an addictive personality, but I, I really feel for her. I feel like that is a struggle every day and in isolation during the pandemic. That must have been awful. Yeah. And I remember seeing that she got married to her manager, who seems to always be in her corner. But I'm trying to think of where that was in the timeline of events, because in June of 2020, she was she admitted this, that uh, she tried to take her own life uh, with an overdose. And that was the last time she was in the hospital. Now she's in the hospital for this treatment of her lung cancer. So she this woman's really been through it. And um, I have a lot of thoughts about Kathy, but I'm going to do a quick Google search to see when that wedding was. But I want to get your thoughts on on the the kind of the news. I mean, it's it's not fun. It's dark, you know. She's really kind of taking it a is turn. very, yeah. It's very dark news on Kathy Griffin, and I always I again I've I've loved her since the D list, and um I remember when I first moved here, she had a really funny show where she she was talking about the show Cribs with Mariah Carey, and like she would like have this huge video of and like she'd pause it and talk about Mariah Carey. So I just think she's like the funniest comedian. She's my personal favorite, funniest comedian. And I thought what she said is she goes, when she in her dark days of pills is when she said, if I can't make others laugh, there is no reason to live. That's like really, really dark stuff. Mm, so yeah, I, I just, I, I'd love to give Kathy Griffin a hug, but, and, and I'm, I'm her fan base. Like <laughs> she is all about gay men. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking it up now. She married her now husband, Randy on new year's Eve. L- Lily Tomlin married them. So that would be what, like six months after her, you know, roughly her overdose. So, um, good. I'm glad that she has him in her life. I mean, it seems like yeah. she's pretty isolated and of course COVID didn't help any of us mentally. So, um, True. yeah, I'm happy for her that like she's, being public about it, speaking about it. And I'm sure there's plenty of people who are rolling their eyes at her like, oh, really? Now this, now that. But, you know, you're always going to get that uh, with, with, you know, there's always going to be people who absolutely hate her because you have so many Trump loyalists. So I don't know how she ever comes out of it. But I always viewed her as never the same after the Trump takedown. Um, I, yeah. I kind of viewed her as someone who was like really broken and almost, I mean, not to be rude, but like someone that like kind of cracked up a bit. And now I'm wondering what that was like in relation to the prescription medication addiction. Yeah. And, you know, it really sucks that like um, her and Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen haven't buried the hatchet. Like, I really want them to all be friends again, because I think there was if you watched on New Year's Eve, there seemed to be a genuine connection between the three of them. So uh, hopefully, you know. God forbid anything happens to her, they they mend wounds soon. I mean, if I were her, I would not want to be bothered with them at all. I mean, they're such turncoats. I mean, I wouldn't want to be bothered with them. They weren't there for her in times of need, in times of, you know, sickness, and I'd be permanently done. So that's how I would oh. feel anyway. That's true. Well, I just want all my Bravo liberties to be <laughs> friends. Like uh, <laughs> Kathy on What Happens Live, were, that, those were can't-miss episodes. And, um, you know, shout out to uh, Jeff Lewis, who maintains, like, you know, keeping those episodes interesting, because, yeah, there's a few people that can really work that show, and Kathy was one of them. 
Yeah, I mean, and she wasn't mean-spirited like Jeff was, but I, I do appreciate Jeff, even though I think he's a horrible person. Yeah, yeah, no, accurate. Yes, I agree. Well, we're going to get into part two of this episode. We're going to tease a little bit here, uh, talking about Brittany, the Instagram, and then Megan McCain makes her exit. There's a couple more things mixed in there. Stick with us. That and more in a moment with Tim Murdoch. Now this. 